1: Like that. Like that.
0: Ray and Tay today. Mm. Yes, sports radio's on, talking to sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college, you do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Oh, of course,
1: uh, yes we do. Hello, hello and welcome to the show, we're here to talk sports and you're hanging with Ray and Tay today and I'm Ray, Tall Rayside.
0: And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and we are hyped up on a great sports Monday in August. We're back, vacation's over for the summer, back on our regular schedule, our regular grind, so you know give us a call you want to talk some sports a lot going on in baseball tons going on in the nfl even Jameis winton's on espn you know for you guys who like the second week of preseason you know it's not the third week but you know it's still preseason and it's still football 718-664-9098 like always tweet at us ray and tay today rayandtaytoday.com the website check out some of the interviews you could subscribe on YouTube um, to us on YouTube and on iTunes, Ray and Tay Today. We're everywhere. Check out our Instagram page. Got some slick pictures up there. T Boogie's making it happen. So even check us out at Ray and Tay Today at Instagram. Ray, it's official and it hurts. And there's not much anybody can do about it because it just happens. First, it was Kelvin Benjamin. Now in the same game on Sunday, it's Jordy Nelson out for the season, torn ACL and a broken ankle from my man, Marquise Pouncey, center for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is there anything that the NFL can do about it? And should they, in terms of less games in the preseason or star players not playing?
1: I think so. I think you just leave it the way it is. I'm not a huge fan of preseason, but I do think you need to do something before the season starts. You can't just go from, you know, OTAs in practice and just have week one. The football in week one, two, and three would be terrible. So, Jordy Nelson's was a non-contact injury. Exactly. Just made a move. I mean, that could have happened on the practice field. Yeah. So that's just unfortunate, you know. That's not even oh, football is a physical sport, and you you deal with injury, and sometimes you just you deal with it. That's just that's just bad luck, you know. And he loses a season for that. So we'll talk fantasy implications later. But you know, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, but I, I don't know that you do anything. You can't. You can't look. They're down to four games. I mean, you know, it used to be five, but now they've last I don't know, 10 years or so, they're down to four games. Only the third game matters because that's the only game where the starters will go a half. So players are pretty much protected. I don't like the fact that for a season ticket holder, you got to pay for 10 games <laughs> instead of eight. Uh, well, that's the thing. Buy- In the
0: preseason, they charge full price. A lot of people are saying – that those two preseason games, you know, you should really let it for fans that don't never get to go, for children, have it be less money. But you're t- telling billionaires to, you know, le- lighten their load, and I don't think that they would be agreeable to do that, which is a shame. But I think, uh, I think that you could have really two preseason games and two weeks of maybe free admittance or – five, $10 tickets to two joint practices. Like, you know how these guys practice and they wanna fight and it's Tampa against Cincinnati or, you know, the Redskins and Texans. Well, why don't you just have them play a scrimmage game, not full contact and fans could come in, get autographs and, you know, just do that for weeks two and four, and let one and three, cause you still need position battles, right? You still need all this other stuff, and some guys have got to get cut. You're going from you know 90 to 53, so or 100 to 53. So you know you you still need that, but maybe just do it for two games, and then two weeks it's uh you know scrimmage. I don't know. It's an idea.
1: It's an idea, and I like it. I, but but the point is that these injuries would have happened anyway you know oh i totally
0: random. agree kelvin benjamin that was in practice and nobody touched him now ponzi that one that was the game that was and let me tell you let's be honest right huh right. i i got to i got to shoot this off before we um you know talk about <laughs> listening
1: <mentality. laughs> the nfl great.
0: And the grimy and the gritty is straight up Marquise Pouncey, if he's out six, eight, ten weeks, it hurts the Steelers, I think, as much if not more than Jordy Nelson. And I say this because – and I know Nelson's out for the season, so Green Bay fans, don't, don't kill Tay. But you do have Adams and you do have the best quarterback in the league, Aaron Rodgers, and then that means the kid Janice and Ty Montgomery from Stanford – Jeff Janis and, uh, and Ty Montgomery, they will move up to three and four. They have Rodgers at tight end. They'll be fine. Yes, Jordy Nelson's dynamic, but he's replaced great you know receivers you know prior to him before we knew who Jordy Nelson was. It's Aaron Rodgers who will make Devontae Adams a, a beast and a killer for fantasy and for real life. You can't replace – the Steelers don't have a center that can duplicate Ponce. His athletic ability, his size – just his leadership and the gelling of that offensive line. Remember, that offensive line finally got himself going towards the end of last season and was becoming one of the best in the league with all of their you know, high draft picks. So now they're hoping Adams comes back healthy, the Castro, you know, all these other guys, they fall into line and they can do something, but they're going to miss Ponce, and that hurts the Steelers severely.
1: That hurts Tay severely. Ah, uh, I know you're. We're still
0: going right to now. the big game, baby. He'll be back eventually. Even he comes back week twelve, it's enough. We'll be fine. P- Ponce, get that surgery done as soon as possible. Get your rehab. Get your rest. Go talk to To. Get the barometric uh, chamber. Get it going. You know, whatever you got to do, because you know To can heal fast. We we got to all talk to To about healing.
1: <laughs> yes. So we need to move on.
0: Well, I want to ask you this, though, and this is separate from just the injuries. This could have been an injury, and I feel like there's a weirdness with football right now, right? We're in this weird paradigm where we want to protect players and make it safe so the game is getting softer, but then at the same time, we still kind of want the hits, the contact, and the violence. So where do you fall on the line of Terrell Suggs going at Sam Bradford's knees in the second preseason game, and he's talking about, well, listen, if you're running the read option, and I'm kind of like, dude, there's got to be a little bit of something between, like, professional men that you're like, I don't have to go at a dude's knee that hasn't played three out of the last four seasons. I, I, that's how I see it. I think Suggs is wrong there. What do you What do you feel about Bradford Suggs? And Yeah, you know,
1: I don't think in any way you can – you can justify what he did. That was that was just you know, they use it in, in baseball and we get on baseball a little bit for this Bush league and, you know, there's a coach He led with the fantastic. helmet.
0: led with the helmet and NFL was like, Oh, it was fine. It was a legal play. That's cr- I don't know.
1: You know, maybe it was legal by the book, but but I mean like you said, these are grown men trying to earn a living. This is preseason. This is a guy who's got a a history of injury. So really I don't get that one either. I really don't. And this is not Terrell Suggs, you know, a 22-year-old rookie trying to make the team. I mean, Terrell Suggs is a defensive, you know, MVP. So I don't get it. I don't like it. And uh, I'm sure down the road somebody will stick up for Bradford. And, uh, you know, he needs to have his head on a swivel, Terrell Suggs.
0: Yeah, no, I agree, with, I agree with you with that. So let's talk about some of these uh, battles in, in different teams. Uh, the Texans announced today it's over. Brian Hoyer is the starting quarterback over Ryan Mallett. We'll see it tomorrow oh. night on Hard Knocks. What do you think about that? Do you, you, I mean, the two expatriates who studied under Brady, well, Bill O'Brien goes with how. Um, Brian Hoyer, are you surprised, or you think that's sort of how it was going to go?
1: You know, Ryan Mallet has had many, many chances, and he was supposed to be the guy, you know, big arm out of Arkansas, and he was supposed to be the guy in New England to back up Brady, and then he was this chip that they were going to trade, and then... He really? was- what chances
0: has he had? This is his only chance. He hasn't really had chances.
1: No, but everybody talked about him. Everybody was like, oh, you know, it's not like he was a secret, let's put it that way. Everybody's like, "Oh, you know, he he came in with a lot of fanfare, and then Bill O'Brien coached him up, and then left, well, and big got arm. back. He's got and a then big arm. He's got a big arm. I I I don't know. I mean, they see this guy in practice, and then maybe that the scrappy Hoyer, who never really got a chance in Cleveland, and we were both saying, look, at a certain point, and I'm a Manziel fan, but at a certain point, you know, Brian Hoyer earned it more than anybody else in Cleveland. And so maybe those same characteristics and attributes that he showed in Cleveland, he's showing in Houston right now. So good for him, you know. We, you know what you'll get with Brian Hoyer. Maybe he doesn't have the upside of a Ryan Mallett, but if they're healthy, then you just need a guy to move the chains. The problem is they're not healthy. Arian Foster's out, and and you know, they got some questions at receiver. Oh boy, blue.
0: Can Blue step up? Alfred Alfred Blue.
1: Blue. Well, he had a couple good games, but, you know, he had a couple good games and three or four bad games. So, yet to be determined if you should uh, draft Alfred Blue very high when you're looking at running backs.
0: Well, I wouldn't say very high, but I would draft him because, look, for eight weeks, he's going to be a key part, and they're definitely going to tote the rock in the Texans. So, I have. I, there's some more NFL stuff and some news, real quick. Real quick, just want to throw this at you. I had my uh, first draft, my father, son, and mom league. So I just want to throw this roster at you, see what you think about how Tate did. I got Phillip Rivers, Calvin Johnson. Well, first with
1: how many people? Wait, wait, wait. Start with. Oh how wait, many it's only ten.
0: It's only ten.
1: Okay.
0: Five adults, five kids, four dads, a mom, and five teenage boys who are really focused and excited about it my son and four other, four other kids who are friends. So I got Philip Rivers, Calvin Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Vincent Jackson. Those are the starting receivers. Running back, DeMarco Murray, Alfred Morris, tight end, Julius Thomas. I got a flex. So right there, I've got Jeremy Macklin. Defense is the Jets. You know, the kicker is whatever, and a bunch of bench players. I won't bore you with the bench. Matt Bryan is kicker. I uh, have Alfred Blue as one of my bench players. I took a shot on ah, Brashard.
1: I, I knew you had Alfred Blue the way you were talking about. I got Alfred <laughs> Blue, baby. I had
0: to take. Listen, I also took a shot on Winston, Kyle Rudolph, Pierre Gosson, uh backup You know, receiver. But I, I I, tell you this. I took a shot, and Rashard Jennings, but I took a shot on Brashard Perryman, Instead of taking a second defense, which goes against Tay's philosophy, you know that. I said, you know what? I got Mar- Marcus Colston, old veteran, but I said, Brashard Perryman, he might really take over he Torrey
1: Smith and do better.
0: Too much. You're right, but with, with Flacco and that arm, he's not going to just throw to Steve Smith, and Perryman could uh, take the top off. So I figured I'll give him a shot a couple weeks. So, how do you like Tay's draft?
1: I like that. I like the fact that you got two very solid running backs. Obviously, Demarco Murray. I don't know if uh, he'll get as many touches in Philly because I think they're going to spread the ball around a little bit. But uh, him and Alfred, they'll do more Morris, with like less. That will do more with less, and Alfred more Morris get less. a lot of carries. You know, and Alfred Morris get So I like those two backs. Uh, Calvin Johnson, if he can stay healthy. Um, Vincent Jackson. I, I, you know, I like Mike Evans a lot actually. Uh, but you know what? People are going to realize that these two are studs and yeah. neither of them is going to get double teamed. So, you know, you know so Brandon Cooks
0: uh, that's, that's Drew Brees new guy. Brandon Cooks. I'm telling you.
1: And Brandon Cooks in there eight games on the turf and you know, Drew Brees spreads it out, but he doesn't have a Jimmy Graham anymore. And he's going to be going to you know our guy Marcus Colson is getting a little up there, long in the tooth, the Hofstra product. So I like that. I you know very solid. I mean, I let me ask you this: guy. Do you like
0: Julius Thomas with with Blake Bortles? Second year, he's finally got a dynamic tight end to throw the ball to. I think Julius Thomas, because he got injured in the first week of preseason, people are forgetting about him. But he's going to be fine and healthy for week one. I think he does well with Blake Bortles. I really do.
1: So I believe that a tight end is a quarterback's best friend, especially early on in your career and especially as you're trying to make a name for yourself. So think about, you know, Jay Novacek, even though Aikman had, you know, uh, your boy, you know, he had, he had a bunch of receivers, right? Remember Tony Hill. (laughs) He had a bunch of receivers, but he just loved Jay Novacek and Michael Irvin, but he loved Jay Novacek and, and, Everybody loves their tight end. It's like a it's like a, a blanket, it's like Linus in his blanket. So I think that Julius <laughs> Thomas could could be that for Blake Bortles, right? could be the Linus. Um, <laughs> it could be his Linus. But I don't think he'll have a spectacular season like he had in Denver. I think if it's a PP, is a PPR league?
0: Yes it is. I think
1: he'll get a lot of looks and he'll get a lot of touches his yards per catch are going to be down. He might get double teamed. So, he might not give you that outstanding season, but he might give you 70 catches maybe, uh maybe 1000 yards or 900 yards, maybe 6 to 8 touchdowns. So, uh, less than Denver, but I think he'll still be I think he'll be a a top, you know, top 5, top 10 tight end.
0: So before we leave the NFL, quick, you know, little news and notes. Michael Kendricks with the Eagles signs a four-year extension. Uh, your boy um, JPP says he's coming to Giants camp. Uh, I'm sure you heard this; it was all over Twitter on the weekend. Chris Carter he apologizes for his statement that he had had in the rookie symposium to find a fall guy.
1: What was that? I he don't said, know. "Oh, you need a fall guy in case you get to, you get thrown in jail."
0: It, you know, I don't know. He just wasn't thinking because I think Chris is CC's a good guy. I, I was just like, uh, but he apologized. It's just like, come on, Chris, you know better than that. Because he learned from his own mistakes, you know. So
1: yeah, you would, but it's a guy who's on his P's and Q's is Chris Carter, and and generally he's been he's been the most outspoken guy about doing things the right way, and especially with Josh Gordon, he especially- said that they need to cut Josh Gordon. Remember. Yeah,
0: with the Browns and Josh Gordon. But this is the big news of the day, sort of. Before we wrap up football and head to the to the baseball diamond, the Patriots might have done it again, Ray, with LaFell banged up and Julian Edelman banged up, and both of them probably playing Week One. But they're just really banged up now. They get my veteran guy. How many veterans out there peddling? The Packers don't get him. The Panthers don't get him. Bill Belichick gets him. Reggie Wayne, baby signs. A deal today, one-year deal with the New England Patriots. I like it just because even if he doesn't still have the speed, he's a great possession receiver, and he's reliable, and that's what Brady wants and needs. What are your thoughts?
1: Perfect. I mean, this guy's a veteran. He's done his thing. He's played with Marvin Harrison and been the second guy he's been the first guy he's handed the torch over to ty hilton so he's done everything in his career now it's just about winning and i think he's fine playing a role i think he's fine moving the chains and i think he'll be great in new england
0: yeah no definitely so i want to make you laugh real quick before we get to major league baseball a couple of nba notes we got to sort of clean up in the offseason. we didn't mention about um J.R. Smith signing back to Cleveland for less money for two years. Good for him. For but a
1: couple money, things. Though.
0: I know, I know. But this one's crazy to me. Okay, Michael Gid, Kid Gilchrist is nearing an extension agreement, four years for fifty-two million. Now he's more just a defensive guy. Doesn't really score much for the Hornets. I guess that's the going rate for what he does do. Do you like that? Yeah, four years, for fifty-two million.
1: No, I, I, you know, and he was the, what was he the number two pick overall? Two or three? I, I mean, this kid is a bona fide role player. He is the yeah. definition of a role player. So you play, maybe because he's young and maybe because you, you're thinking he might just develop that offensive game that we've been waiting for, but 13 million. He's all defense.
0: All defense. That's all he
1: does. He's all defense, and he's, he's what, 20? He came out as a a freshman, so he's probably, what, 24, 25 years old? So maybe because no, he's not even that old. He might
0: just be 21,
1: 22. Yeah, I guess it would be four years after he's 19. So, yeah, 18, 19. So, yeah, 22, 23 years old. So maybe you're hoping, you're hoping that that at some point he'll go to Hakeem's big man camp. And even though he's not a pure big man, but he, he'll get some moves or get something. Um, but $13 million a year, I mean, you know, we're still – the cap's going to go up in basketball, and that's what all these guys are hoping yeah, for. Yeah, so I guess it'll be a bargain maybe. maybe. justifies it a little bit, but I don't years. know $13 is a bargain, you know?
0: No, but I'm just saying for a, a, a guy that sticks small forwards, plays good defense, gets you offensive boards, and he can dribble and pass a little bit, you know, he's not a scorer, but maybe that's, you know, maybe he's like the new Derek McKee, you know, I don't know. So before we leave, wait, one last thing. This will make you chuckle. The Lakers are considering signing Meta World Peace.
1: No. I
0: leave you with that.
1: <laughs> For real? Yes. Does Byron Scott, I mean, who wants to deal with him?
0: I Listen, I, I'm reading it. Virgo, where I don't has he
1: it. been? Uh,
0: maybe selling shoes in china i'm not sure
1: oh he's hanging out oh he's hanging out with steph marbury he's like look if steph marbury's made everybody everybody better
0: uh, give his props he's a businessman in china
1: i tell you what he saw that opportunity and he jumped on it and good for him and other people have kind of ridden it in a backdoor way like uh, Tracy McGrady, because Yao Ming was his teammate. But Steph Marbury was like, I'm going to go to China and ball out in China and sell sneakers, low-end sneakers, I mean, in terms of price point, low-price point sneakers, and I'm going to be the Chinese superstar. Good for him. Go ahead, Steph.
0: Yeah, no, no. So, listen, let's get ready. Let's say goodbye to the football and a little basketball. Get ready to talk. MLB. be right back yo this is
1: pablo francisco you know what when i want the sports all the best updates i go to ray and Tay. that's right all sports all good yeah yeah that's right it's pablo good. francisco shout out he liked yeah, the, the show
0: funny you hilarious like stand-up comic show yeah man we appreciate it funny funny guy very funny What's not funny is our Yankees. CC Sabathia on the DL. They won't even say how long. We're half a game back to Toronto. Yikes, yikes, yikes. We're secure in the wild card. I really believe that. But I want to win the division. What are your thoughts about Blue Jays and Yankees? And is this the end of CeCe with the Yankees this year and maybe forever?
1: So CeCe still has money on his deal. Remember when we signed him in 90... 90- uh, sorry, in 2009, when he and Teixeira came, I think he originally signed for seven years, and then they added an eighth year. So he's got two more years after this year. So he's definitely we're definitely not done with him. Okay. And we got a, you know, he's got, two, uh, I think, what, 50-some-odd, 50 some 50000000 left on his contract or some crazy number. Ouch. So, yeah, CP's coming back. Uh, is he done for this year? Probably. You know, he's a big guy. And when a big guy hurts his knee, um he's got all that weight and torque going on his knee i'm thinking cc's done for the year i i have a, i have a suspicion that he's done in terms of the yankees the yankees are not winning this division man i look at toronto and i'm saying to myself they have this murderer's role
0: he put a whooping on the Angels this weekend
1: whiskey leads off i know off. And then you got josh donaldson and then you got Batista and Encarnacion and, and those guys, you know, it's like softball. You put your best four players first. Like they don't no. bother with don't <laughs> no. do third, fourth, fifth. They just figure, you know what? Every third or fourth game, the first four, the one, first two, four making making yeah, the it one, happen. Two, three hitters are going to get, you know, one more at bat. And then they got their ace and David Price. I, I tell you what, Russell Martin is anchoring the defense and 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 catching that pitching staff. Yankees Yankees can't deal with this. So they I, I are definitely
0: if you had to go to Vegas tomorrow, one AL team, would you say the Royals or Blue Jays? Who would you put your money on to win the World Series from the AL? Between those two, Royals, Blue Jays. Ah. <sighs> uh-huh.
1: That's a tough one. I'd I'd still say the Royals because of last year. Because of the And the pitching. Because of the free the agent moves that they made, Johnny Cueto. <laughs> you know, locking down the bullpen, the fact that they've got, you know, these guys know what they're doing and they're all back essentially from last year's team that was, you know, very close to winning themselves. Lorenzo a series Big Daddy home.
0: Kane is no joke.
1: Big Daddy Kane, Mike Moustakis, Alex Gordon, uh, you know, Eric they've Kyle. got enough. Because remember, in the playoffs, playoffs, in baseball, you're not going to be the Toronto Blue Jays, right? You're no, not gonna you're going to hard manufacture runs. You're not putting up 10 runs. You're going to yeah. win games 3-2, 4-2, 2-1. So you just have to have timely hitting and excellent pitching, and it's really nice to have that lockdown bullpen. So after the sixth inning, you know it becomes really, really hard to score on the Royals. So I, I like the Royals. I, I under played and undervalued their experience coming into the year but they're 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 the real deal well listen
0: you better like them they're 12 the largest league in baseball 12 and a half games over the minnesota twins ray that is embarrassing how they're spanking that division where we all thought detroit and the white Sox could be you know very much and cleveland look sports illustrated picked cleveland to win the world series so they really look bad but i mean it's it's one of those things where. Listen, the Royals are like, you know what? We're not anybody's fluke. We're here to stay, and we're going to be good for a couple of years. But I think what we really got to do is look down to Texas, the state of Texas, not just Texas. Houston, they have a big series with the Yankees, so the Yankees need to step up and take care of them. Last I checked, it was 0-0. I don't know if anybody scored yet, but that's a huge series.
1: Still zip in the bottom of the eighth.
0: Oh, okay. But you better give some props to the texas rangers who had a great yeah, weekend and passed the angels for the second wild card baby so texas really baseball do. between the houston and the texas rangers wow they play some baseball down there in the heat
1: could you imagine two years ago those were the two worst teams in baseball and one in the american one in the national and obviously the the ashley yeah. came over from the national to the american league but baseball in texas is it's high. a great story no it nobody thought the astros would come is. in first place and you know what i yeah i didn't see this coming I, I thought the astros would be okay and then but but i got on them early though remember when i when i saw them when we saw, started talking about them in april and may i said these guys are for real and they'll hold on they'll make the playoffs uh, I didn't know if they'd win the division. I always thought that the Angels would win the division, but but they're tough, man. And and you know the Rangers are the big surprise. I'm like, they were making moves, you know, free agency, picking up players, and then you know you're like, are they are they doing it for next year? Waiting for you, Darvish to come back and and Gallardo, and but these guys are winning. I mean,
0: well, they've got such they a have? strong veteran lineup, right? Offensively, they they have time, good hitters for power, but also um advancing runners getting you know rbis um oh little no ron washington's back in baseball he's the third base coach for oakland yes. age like go with mike gallego so
1: our guy mike gallego exactly yeah.
0: but ron washington you know i was like he, i was happy to hear that
1: also prince fielder credit right oh, yeah. we don't talk about him as much as we did when he was you know back in the days but this guy is having a really really solid season. He's batting He's probably third points.
0: place in the AL MVP voting. That's what I would say.
1: Yeah, Behind but Boston quieter, and Trout. don't you think? Don't well, not so quiet. Remember by... at the All-Star break?
0: The All-Star break, I told you. I said I think he could win MVP. He's up there. But he's been yeah, he's been then, good.
1: And then Adrian Beltre and Elvis Andrews and Su Chu, a guy who signed for some big money in Cleveland and they moved him uh and, and then a big trade, obviously Ian Kinsler for for uh, Prince Fielder. So you know what? Big things baseball in the state of Texas, right? A football state doing big things in Texas. Could you imagine? I mean, we haven't had we, we had the we had the Subway Series with the Yankees and Mets in 2000. In '85, you had the um, Kansas City-St. Louis, the I whatever that is series. I seventy. You had i seventy exactly. You had the the earthquake and the Bay Area series went in eighty nine when it was Oakland versus the Giants. Yes,
0: the series. If by the Bay. if
1: you had if you had the All Texas. Wow. Yeah, All Texas. I mean, I mean, obviously that they, they can't play each other until you know in the World Series because of the obviously they're in the same league. But mm-hmm, could you yeah. imagine if if you had if they were if an, an AL, AL-
0: championship? Yeah.
1: ALCS, Houston and Texas. The Rangers and the Astros going at it.
0: That would be something. I think the biggest one, though.
1: Ryan would have to throw out the first pitch at every game.
0: (laughs) No, no, I know, definitely. But I'll tell you this. It won't happen this year. But if it ever happened, I think the Cubs and White Sox would be huge. You know what I mean? that's a
1: whole north side, south side thing in Chicago. That would be huge. That would be big, yeah, for sure.
0: But listen, we still got a shot for Yankees and Mets, so let's not give up. And let's go to the National League and talk about it. I mean, our Yankees – wait, I want to say this, though, real quick about the Yanks. A-Rod, his bat – I mean, we're just the Bronx Bombers. All we do is hit home runs. But in the last, like, 30 games, this guy's batting, like, 216. He's batting, like, 130 or 140 in the last, like, two, three weeks. He's struggling. And Tashera's disappeared. Those two have got to wake their bats up for us to do anything. We can't just rely on, on McCann and, you know, Ellsbury and, and a couple other guys. Like, those two bats, unfortunately, we don't manufacture runs. We hit homers. And we need those guys for us to win anything. Or we'll be in the first round, and we'll be out.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Our pitching is overachieving, and our bats last two weeks of underachieving. So that cost us. I mean, we were up seven games, what, yeah. on August of uh, 10th or 14th or whatever I mean, you could imagine
0: the first wild card game texas in new york and you know prince fielder hits a two three run homer we're down 3-0 and we might not be able to come back if we're going up against uh cole hamels
1: yeah we don't have juice. in it yeah in we'll be done
0: is, in, in, in round one in one game
1: it's all or none
0: yeah so now we got to talk about the mets david wright What's going on? I, I don't have, obviously, the New York David channels. See in the lineup? David
1: Wright came back. Oh, yeah. He came back, hit a home run in his first wow. at-bat.
0: Wow. David Wright
1: doing big things. He's actually having a big game. He's two for three, three runs scored, has an Ugh. RBI from the home run. How big is
0: that for the Mets?
1: That That's huge. If, if and wait, wait. And this is coming David off Wright. of a weekend in
0: Colorado, Ray, where they put up, like, Twelve runs, sixteen runs—like they had three games with almost over ten-digit runs. That was ridiculous. Their offense you know is
1: on fire. on fire for a team that couldn't hit, <laughs> you know, for years. Their top of their lineup, and with the moves that they made, is not bad, right? Juan LeGaris mm-hmm. hitting two sixty-three, Daniel Murphy hitting two eighty-six, and then your boy Ennis Cespedes. 267. David Wright, of course, in a small sample size, 361. Wilmer Flores at 267. Travis Darno at 267. And then Michael Kadire, former batting champ, hitting 255. You know, Ruben Tejada, uh, you know, light hitting shortstop, is still hitting 260. So you got a squad where the worst guy hitting is what? 260. It's Wilmer Flores. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, sorry, Ruben Tejada at 260.
0: Wow. That's amazing. So
1: that's not bad at all
0: you know they're five games over the washington nationals i I, listen i think we're gonna have to write the obituary for your nats i don't think they can do it
1: well we'll get to that in a sec but yeah (laughs) i believe these mets um, especially with the pitching when you can pitch it's nice to pitch from ahead right they've got a nice little lineup there uh it's interesting because even to the Mets are up 13 to 7. Jacob deGrom got bombed. He gave up wow. six earned runs in 2 and 2 thirds That's not like way, him. But check this out. It brings his ERA up to 2.29. So oh imagine, no, I told six you. you no, he's my four. guy. I can't say
0: enough about him. So one bad outing, I'm not even upset and guess what? The offense has got his back and they're going to still win. So good for him.
1: Yeah, 13 to 7.
0: So we gotta talk about what the Astros did to the Dodgers over the weekend. No hit them on Friday, and they swept them. I mean, the Dodgers, love your blue baby. The Dodgers, Ray, they are really struggling, and it seems like as they added more players and more help, they've just gotten worse. They're only a game and a half, half up over the San Francisco Giants. Arizona, yes, folks, and we'll talk about that later in our segment, Arizona's only five games back the Padres are still sniffing around at six and a five, six and a half games. What is happening with my man Mattingly in the Dodgers? I don't want to see him get fired, Ray, but it's it's heading in a bad direction. I'm telling you,
1: it's not looking good for Donnie Baseball. And you know he's our guy, Ugh. but any time and it doesn't matter who the coach is. anytime you have a three hundred million dollar payroll, <laughs> and or for tax for luxury tax purposes anyway. And you have all the talent that they've assembled. And Magic Johnson and and that ownership team is on a spending spree. And they have these unbelievable pitchers. And they have star players. And they just got Jimmy Rollins and Chase Utley and, you know, old-time veterans to go with Puig. And Jock Peterson can't hit a lick since the All-Star break. But, uh, you know, he's a young, talented guy. He just hit a bit of a tailspin.
0: That home run derby got him. Not everybody can do it.
1: You need to be concerned if you're the Dodgers because this is your year. I mean, you figured everybody thought, well, at least me, thought that the Nationals would run away with the National League and win 95 games, and then the Dodgers would be the second best team, and then who knows what would happen after that? You, you kind of, I guess, we should have expected the Cardinals to be there all the time because because that's just who they are, and now you look at <laughs> it. And, and if you don't even make the playoffs, I mean, look, the Dodgers will make the playoffs if and only if uh, they win that well, division. Because Right, because you don't know right Cubs. now the Cubs
0: are playing so good and the no, exactly. Pirates are so
1: far ahead. Exactly. You know? The Pirates and the Cubs are, what, what is it, eight and then five games in the loss column ahead of the Dodgers. So if the Do- and if the Dodgers get caught, that means they're going to go on a losing streak. So the Dodgers have to win this division. So essentially, they have a game and a half of breathing room because other than that, they are not winning a winning a wild card. So I I don't want to say it's panic time in LA because I actually still think that they'll hold off and beat the Giants. But you know maybe it's Pat. You're not quite at Pat Nick, <laughs> but you're at Pat. You're in your back, so you got to. But but it also helps though that every fifth day, you know, day one and day two, you're throwing out Kershaw and Greinke. So again, I, I think they'll I think they'll hold on, but there's concern in L.A. Chavez Ravine. I mean, they're not smiling so much right now. The Giants are right on their tail.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say they're not drinking too much like your boy at USC, <laughs> oh, Lord. We, didn't, we didn't mention him, but uh, you know, look, he apologized. Char-Kazian, uh, you know, Pat Aiden's like, what are you doing? You know, it's, it's a, you know, hype up everybody for the Trojans, uh, you know, LA's football's back in USC and he's cursing out teams and calling out names. Uh, you gotta just, you gotta, you gotta watch it at all times, right? This is an event, and you're a college coach of a major team. You you can't be drinking too much and then cursing on a mic. You just can't do it.
1: Well, especially because somebody somewhere is going to pull out a smartphone and capture you on of tape. Course. So nothing is. Nothing's private. So you got to think that everything you do is for public consumption.
0: That's right. Well, especially when you're at a public event and a public figure, even if it's sort of private for USC boosters and alum, you know, it's still kind of not private, you know what I mean? So, but back to the baseball Um, is, I don't know, like, I still believe Giants or Dodgers, they're, they still got a shot with the cubs because i don't know if the cubs are consistently gonna pitch well enough like we know they're for real madden is great but i don't know if the cubs in the home stretch i mean 20 games over 500 is ridiculous but they do have some tough the schedule is getting a little bit tougher coming up they got some you know tough matchups let's see the next two weeks you know, we get to that second week, first week, you know, maybe Labor Day. Let's see if the Cubs still have that lead over the Giants and Dodgers that, you know, that one of those guys couldn't still get in. That that I, I, I would be fascinated to see how it plays out. Can the Cubbies handle their success? They got the right manager to do it, but they got a lot of young guys. What is it, four rookies starting in that lineup, Ray?
1: Yeah, and, and they're all talented rookies. I mean, these kids are here to stay. But you're right when it comes to Joe Madden, is the right guy for that team. What a fantastic, perfect matchup. And they asked him, they said, can you win? He said, yeah, of course we could win the whole thing. Why not? <laughs>
0: Love him, I know. So he
1: gives these young kids confidence, and he doesn't take crap from anybody. Remember, anybody that can have success in Tampa Bay, with that awful stadium and running up against the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the, the Red, Red Sox, Sox yeah. and the years. Orioles every year. All that money. Still, all that money and all that talent and st- always being the underdog and still making it to a World Series, um, losing what well, they lose to Philly that year in 08. In, in uh, but this guy, Madden, is perfect for the Cubs. And, again, I expected them to be Middle of the road this year, and and you know really good next year, but these guys are here to stay. I, I'm worried for the for the Giants and Dodgers that that they won't make you know they won't make that wild card.
0: Really, yeah. No, you know, listen, it's one of those things where it, it's just got to play out, and you could totally be right. It, it would be it would be sad because I think Giants and Dodgers, both of them. They've got the makeup that if they get in, they could win it all. Do you know what I mean? So you'd you'd hate to see one of them not get in, but I'm excited to see new blood. I mean, come on, to see the Mets, bring the Pirates back. I mean, it would be great to see the Cubs. Of course, the Cardinals are there, but, you know, I think it would, you know, that's why we were looking forward to hopefully the Padres, you know, winning it and, or getting a wild card and, you know, between the Padres, Mariners, and White Sox, wow—the most three disappointing. You know, I mean, obviously the Tigers—they're real disappointing. But teams that you thought that just they were ready to do it this year and do something—what a what a blow, man! For Seattle, the White Sox, and, and and obviously the Tigers and Nationals, right? That's obvious. But you know, the, I I, uh, I feel bad for the Padres. I really, uh, really do. So, I think it's about that time where we get into our segments. Ray and Tay, we've been getting some emails, you know, and listen, we're reading your emails. Trust us next week, Monday, a week from today is our college football preview. Ray, folks are getting hyped up for the college football season. They liked when we talked about the quarterbacks uh, last week. But um, they're itching to talk about college football, and we're going to give it to them August 31st. Stay tuned. Check out rantate.today.com. We'll give you that insight and those, those updates, and just we'll pick the Heisman, the conference winners, the, you know, the, the playoff. and The championship is out here. Ray and Tay might try to get up in that building out here in Glendale. It's going to be amazing this year. But, Ray, our segment, we say it to teams – players it's i'm sorry we apologize we have made a mistake or wrong someone i'm gonna let you start who and what and why are you sorry ray what are you sorry about
1: so usually we say i'm sorry to teams or to players because we call them out and we just you know don't give them enough credit or we underestimate or we disrespect or in some ways just don't give credit where credit is due. I'm going to take a different spin this week and I'm going to say I'm sorry to a fan base. I'm sorry that I got caught up in the hype and believed And, you know, it's hard to win 95 or even 100 games in Major League Baseball. I mean, I'm sure people have done it. I'm going to take a guess here and say people have done it, I don't know, 20 times. You've won 100 games, 20, 25 times since they went to the 162-game schedule. I thought that this team right here could win 100 games. I thought that this team was this good that they could win the – nl east by 15 games it's also a statement on the rest of the nl east so that that's another story but i personally apologize to the fans in the district of columbia in maryland in virginia anybody who is a washington national fans washington national fan i got caught up in the moment (laughs) <laughs> and, and I apologize. I apologize. I got caught up in the moment. I thought this team would win anywhere between 95 and 101 games, Oof. and they just did not. This team is terrible. This team is terrible. I, I shouldn't say they're terrible. That's, that's a little over-exaggeration. They are terribly underachieving, and this team, the Washington Nationals, who had – what I thought could be one of the best pitching rosters in baseball history, right? You get a Max Scherzer in his prime. You have a Zimmerman. You have a Gio Gonzalez. You have a Steven Strasberg. I mean, this lineup was just unreal. The pitching staff was, was, I thought, was for the ages. And you have your MVP and Bryce Harper, who is the only one really playing at that level. And for some reason, and we talked about this a couple times, but for some reason they couldn't hit this year. You know Escobar is the only one that's hitting along with Bryce Harper. Ian Desmond can't hit. Espinosa can't hit. You know, uh, these guys that you thought were going to be, you know, and they brought in Papelbon to, to you know, close up the, you know, shore up the bullpen. Rendon can't hit this year. For some reason, nobody on this team can hit. And Jason Worth and Zimmerman, you know, you just look up and down this roster and you keep saying, you know, it's not one guy underachieving, it's one guy achieving. You know, it's Bryce Harper <laughs> on offense and everybody else is having a below-average year. And, you know, you look at the back of a baseball card and you say to yourself, all right, you know, you play to the back of your baseball card. Only guy playing above his baseball card is Bryce Harper. And, like I said, Unile Escobar maybe is playing slightly above, and everybody else is below their baseball card. So it's the perfect storm, and this unbelievable pitching staff, decent offensive team, decent offensive roster, just is laying an egg. They're letting the Mets take that division. They are one game over – 123 games into the season. They're one game over five five games behind the Mets. Mets are going to win today behind a big offensive performance. So Washington National fans all around the district, I'm sorry. I got caught up in the hype. I'll try not to do it again. I'm sure it will happen again. But <laughs> I still apologize. I still apologize for getting your hopes up. So sorry to the fans of the Washington Nationals.
0: Wow. You know, I and mean, when, you, when you made that, those picks, you know, I, I was like, wow. You know, they they got a they got a chance. But does the manager get fired? Did I get rid of our boy Williams?
1: Matt Williams, ah. Uh... I mean, the hitting coach, the manager, was an offensive guy, too. Uh, I think so. I mean, you don't want to see it happen, but he might. He might. Yep. I hate to say it, but he might.
0: It is hard to say. I mean, you don't feel like he deserves it because of the injuries. But guess what? Other teams in baseball have injuries, and other teams have still overcome. So – I don't know. But I, I told you, I thought it was the glue, which is Randone. Randone, his injury was, was the worst one, I think, for me, for them, because he's, he's the glue offensively. He's, he's sort of their glue guy. I really felt that. But, um, yeah, I feel you. I'm sorry. Well, listen, I'm sorry. And mine is a little different in the sense that I'm a native New Yorker. I love New York teams. Live in Scottsdale now. It was very hard to see the Arizona Diamondbacks beat our Yankees in a 2001 World Series after 9/11. Well, you know, we but it was. Bob
1: Brenly on. When we,
0: we, well, we had, had Brenly on, on to talk good. about it, when he won, he was the manager, and Gonzalez and Schilling and Randy Johnson and. Everybody winning, you know, the home games. And it just, you know, that, that one hurt Ray and Tay. You know, it, it hurt us. But this Diamondback franchise, they went through Kirk Gibson and, you know, made the playoffs, won a division in 2011 and got everybody excited. Then he just got fired. They hired Chip Hale, who was with the Giants, you know. And now he's come over. Dave Stewart has come, Tony Larusa. And they've sort of changed everything with the Diamondbacks. And I think right now what they're building with Chip Hale, it's right, and mentally it's right, and physically, emotionally, and they they got rid of some guys that just weren't supposed to be here, that they hustle every day, They, they play every minute, and it's led by what you would call America's first baseman. That's what they're calling him. Paul Goldschmidt, who easily could be the National League MVP this year. If he doesn't get it, it's just because, you know, maybe they win enough games. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? After sweeping the Reds and winning four in a row, they are only six games behind the Dodgers for the NL West, 61 and 60 in 121 games. Goldie's batting 330, 24 homers, 90. Three ribbies. I mean, th- this type of season is—you know—it's written all over the place. On base percentage four forty-five. Wow! And you know he's got help because AJ Pollock's got one hundred fifty hits. So that's a nice Robin, and and AJ Pollock—you know—an all-star, great glove in center field. The Diamondbacks organization—it's it, looking healthy. And I think, you know, you, you've got Infante, Peralta, David Peralta's, you know, good player. Uh, the young kid is starting to get it together. Yosmani, to, Tomas, you know, you don't know about Tomas, Yosmani, you know, we got Castillo. So there's some guys, Jake Lamb maybe gets it going. There's some guys here that I think want to win. And I'm sorry for not believing and what they did, and really I should know better because La Russa and Dave Stewart are two class guys. I didn't know so much about Chip Hale, except that I knew that he was, you know, I'm sorry, he came from the A's organization. You know, he was over there with our guy, Bob Melvin, who's a friend of Bob Brenly, So I should have known Chip Hale was, you know, the right man, but boy, is he the right man for the job. And you know what? Their pitching's getting better. You know, they've had some mistakes. They got rid of Trumbo. You know, um, listen, Ro- um, De La Rosa is is, is kind of doing his thing. He's got eleven wins, so you know they they got a little thing going there with him. Ruby, you know, he's he's doing it a crowd favorite. Um, I think they're not ready this year, and I think what they're doing now, they're a little ahead of schedule, right? Chase Anderson is is doing good. You know, the one of their best in ERA. It's not great. It's you know four over four it's four to eight so you know kind of struggling but when they start to get things together and they still need a little bit you know another starting pitcher you know maybe still got to figure out the bullpen you know right now ziger's got 23 saves you know not not the great you know i don't know if brad ziger is going to be the answer but i'm telling you i'm sorry for not believing in the direction that they're headed and i think the Arizona Diamondbacks next year could be an NL wild card. Maybe not ready to win the division, but they are going to be in the running with a couple of offseason moves, Ray. I think you wow. can see the D-backs.
1: So let me that let man. me ask you this. Let me ask you this as a as a NL West guy right now sitting in Arizona and you know we love the Dodgers and the top of that rotation and the Giants have won three of the past six years. And the Padres we thought had turned it around a little bit with Matt Kemp and some off season moves, but they didn't do anything. And Bud Black. Their money, their money, they they wasn't
0: spent wisely. It didn't work out. Right. Let
1: me ask you a question. If you are a GM of a team, Would you take the Dodgers out, obviously, but would you rather be in the Giants and Brian Sabian? Would you rather be the GM of the Padres, the Rockies, or your Arizona Diamondbacks?
0: Well, I think it's hard for me to tell a free agent pitcher to come to Colorado. I think Arizona's got a, a better stadium. You could say sometimes it's offensive, sometimes it's defensive depending on sort of the lighting if they open up the roof and whatever so i think it, it it plays better to defensive baseball san diego i just i think they tried to throw money at it and they took chances right with kemp and myers and and you know i i thought it would work out but it didn't you know james shields has been okay but their moves haven't for some reason really worked out. And I'm sort of, I I just don't, you know, Upton's played well. It's like they've had some individuals that played well, but they didn't gel as a team. So what I think now with the Diamondbacks, when you've got Pollock and, and Goldschmidt to build around, you can say, you know what? We got nine and a half months of great weather. You know, we don't, you know, our fan base is building and maybe, hey, maybe it's not the best, but if we start winning, they'll come. And we've got a first baseman and a center fielder that are here for a long time. And we've got other role players. We've got some good defensive players to build around, a couple young arms. And if, we, if they add a Johnny Cueto or a David Price and then go get a bat or two, I, I really think that they could be in contention for the wild card. I don't think there's any reason why not. Gold Schmidt, if you put, I wouldn't even want to say if you put like a Lorenzo Kane here, because I like what AJ Pollock does, but you know what I mean? Like if you put a, a good table setter and then another RBI guy to protect him, man, this lineup could be really solid, you know? And Pollock just, you know, key, you know, and we, we'll see what uh, Asmani ta- um, Tomas becomes, because he could wind up being something special. So we'll see. I think they got a shot, so basically, man.
1: Basically, you're saying to all you fans in the desert out there,
0: Let's it may go. not be
1: 2001 again.
0: Phoenix, but stand on up on the
1: back of Paul Goldschmidt. You guys have a chance in the NL West. Is that what you're saying?
0: I'm I'm definitely saying it, and I'm sorry for not riding with you.
1: Okay, all right, I didn't but ride you know, what? at Ray and Tay, we're not afraid to apologize. We stick our necks out sometimes, and sometimes we're wrong, but we always stand up to our words, and we apologize. So we'll even write you a letter. If we're really bad and we really <laughs> messed up, we'll write you an apology letter.
0: Yeah, so these, no, are, these
1: are general apologies. When we get to individuals, we write letters. Dear so and so, I'm apologizing <laughs> for disrespecting you before the season and you and win the MVP. I'm uh, sorry
0: to the Cincinnati Red fans for what the way this franchise is just collapsing and not doing nothing and getting rid of everybody.
1: The Cincinnati oh, Red. No? Oh, it's ridiculous, you know, right? Todd Frazier and that and that uh, All-Star game, but that's about it, you know. There's like, not that, much to be excited about in Cincinnati right now.
0: Got to be frustrated, right? Because They have talent, but then you just, you can't build, you can't let Cueto go. You got to sign Raulis Chapman. You you know, you got Phillips, you got, you got these guys, you got to keep them. You got to keep people. And to me, yeah, build around Frazier. Keep all these guys, keep people. Don't let them go. That's it.
1: Well, yeah, that'll soon be a turnaround project in Cincinnati, so.
0: Yeah. Well look, we're we're back Friday. Everybody enjoy the rest of the sports week. We're coming strong for everybody to get ready with our fantasy football preview. We'll give you a little touch of you know, maybe some MLB or the hot news of the day. But football preview, get ready for your fantasy football draft if you're doing DraftKings or we love FanDuel you're doing FanDuel or just doing a regular ESPN, NFL, Yahoo, CBS, my fantasy league, whatever you're doing your fantasy league in, Ray and Tay will break down how to draft. We're going to rank the key positions. We'll we'll rank them all. We'll do receivers, quarterbacks, running backs, tight end defense. Break it down for you. Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, you come check it out. Ray and Tay today will have you ready to win your fantasy football league. I'm excited, Ray.
1: I am fired up, and if you are a fantasy football fan, you'll love that show, and you should listen to us all year round, because not only are we going to talk about football, we're going to talk about fantasy. We're going to get you ready, like Tay said. We're going to get you ready for your leagues, for your draft, and if you're playing all year in a rotisserie style or if you're playing daily in fantasy one-day leagues or, in the case of football, weekly leagues.
0: One-weekly, exactly. yeah
1: and Tay is where it's at. So come listen to us. Check out the podcast. Listen live. If you can't listen live, download it on iTunes. Come to our site. Come to Blog Talk Radio. Check us out. Ray and Tay today. Listen to our predictions. And you know what? If you disagree with us, let us know. Shoot us a tweet. Shoot us an email. Or send us an email. You, have
0: Ray- you can shoot us emails at rayandtaytoday at gmail.com. Ray and Tate today at gmail.com we definitely get back to you and we'll uh take notice and listen so have a great sports week and we'll see you on friday thanks for talking Here. sports with friends. out